Rockwired Sound in Albuquerque, New Mexico, of all places, this is Rockwired Radio Profiles with your host, Brian Lush, exclusively at rockwired.com. Today, Rockwired gives it up for Signals of Bedlam and their new release, Escaping Velocity. Stick around for more. Rockwired Radio Profiles is powered by Rockwired Media LLC, a limited liability company. Please stand by. Welcome to the latest edition of Rockwired Radio Profiles, exclusively at rockwired.com. I'm your host, Brian Lush, and the music is out there. And today, we're pleased to be giving it up for the New York-based progressive metal band Signals of Bedlam and their brand new release, Escaping Velocity. Rockwired had a chance to speak with all of the members of Signals of Bedlam regarding their new release, and you're going to be hearing that interview in just a few minutes. But first, from their album Escaping Velocity, here is Signals of Bedlam with Mass Appeal.
That was Signals of Bedlam with Mass Appeal off of their new album, Escaping Velocity. For more on the band, check them out at their official website, signalsofbedlam.com. And you can also check out the music video for the song Mass Appeal right here at rockwired.com. Rockwired had a chance to speak with all of the members of Signals of Bedlam regarding the new release, and here's how the interview went. Uh, you know, I gotta say that, you know, the, the Escaping Velocity is a great, you know, album, and now that it's out there for people to get a listen to, how do you feel about the finished work? Uh, I mean, I think if you're doing your job right, you're always going to look back on the things that you've done with um, glasses of being able to see all the mistakes. So for everything that I've ever done, it's hard for me to look back on it and just kind of enjoy it. I always look back on things and think about things that I can improve. So I think we're all really proud of it, but at the same time we use it as a tool for things that we want to um, kind of develop in the future and improve, improve upon. And how about you, Tom? I mean, do you look at it that way as, you know, uh, <laughs> do you look at it as critically as that or, or, or is it different for you? Um. I don't know. That's that it's kind of a hard question to answer. It's sort. It, it's it's funny looking back on it because it was. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. I lost you. I I I I didn't hear you for the past few seconds. If you said anything. It, it's. I mean, I'm really proud of it. It was like in a ton of work. Um. And the first, like, sort of, like, thing that we created as a band that I feel like was, like, very distinctively the product of all of us. Um, but we're not, it's, it's funny looking back on it now, too, because it's not, because we're not quite the same anymore. And we can hear all, like, all the things we did. And I, you know, I hear, like, oh, I might do things differently now. And it's not just, it. It's not. Just, it's you know. It's not just a reminder of things to improve upon. It's more like, like that was us then. That was a snapshot of us then, and how we approached that. And it's sort of like, huh? I wonder how I do things differently now. And who all helped you? Make any sense? That was kind of rambling. But and who all helped you guys behind the recording console for this one? Who helped put this thing together for you guys? Um, his name is a uh, Frank Mitaratana. He really, um, yeah, he recorded it. He gave us like just in studio songwriting, like advice on the songs, produced it, um, mixed it, did just about everything instead as a, um, um, just about everything except mastering it. I see, and uh, and and uh, Rich. Uh, so far, uh, well, what what sort of reactions have you guys been able to gauge from the release of this album? I mean, have there been any reactions that have surprised you at all, or that you didn't quite see coming? Um, I mean, we've gotten a lot of support. That's been pretty surprising to me. Um, I wasn't sure if there was really. A uh, demographic for this type of music that we play. It's uh, pretty busy and intricate. So, I mean, for me, that's been. What do you think? Pretty, uh, been pretty. I think it's been okay. it's been great. A lot of support from friends, from fans that we don't know. 
we had a guy message us from Russia that, you know, he'd like a CD sent to him in the mail, and that was just mind-boggling to me. Yeah, or in Maryland. We, yeah, we, we actually played um, just a show in Maryland at a random bar on a Monday. We drove down, and we actually, a, a guy came up to us after the, we played and said, I drove two hours from, from the other side of Maryland to come and see you because I heard about you online. And, you know, a friend said, you got to go see this band. They're playing at this random bar on Monday night. And he drove. And that was amazing to me. And even now, it's amazing to me. And what's wrong with them? <laughs> but it's, it's been really great. And bring me back to the beginning of, of Signals of Bedlam. How did this whole enterprise get launched? <laughs> well, me and, uh, this is Tom speaking now, but me and, uh, I, I threw up a demo of some guitar stuff online, just like guitar riffs to try to find people to work with. And I got a bunch of responses and Sarah was the only one that bothered showing up and talking about it with me. <laughs> and it's like we had, we were on a lot of the same page with like bands that we really got excited about, like Tool and Rage Against the Machine. And we just started working together. Let me see. And, uh, and uh, Sarah, uh, before this band, I mean, what, what, what was your musical history? I mean, what, what, what bands had you been in before this one, if any? Uh, I mean, before this, um, I, I spent a lot of time just doing uh, classical stuff. I was a singer, and so in you know, college I did singing, and I, I have a, a large choral background, so there's a lot of, like, counterpoint and harmonic stuff there um, but it wasn't really until after college that I actually started to get into uh, electric guitar based music and some of my early influences were you know Rage Against the Machine Radiohead uh, Tool so um, as far as projects before this there's there really wasn't much in the way of contemporary music it was a lot of older kinds of stuff and how about you Tom Oh, um, this is really my first sort of concerted band. Oh, wow. Like, a couple people I Craigslist, like I found through Craigslist that it, it just sort of fizzled. It was, we just weren't right for each other for one reason or another. And how about, and uh, Chica, I know we talked about this in your bass player profile, but, you know, for this, you know, t tell us what your musical experience was before the band. So, uh, my musical experience before playing with Signals with Bedlam, it was a lot of school stuff. So, I, I played throughout high school and college, just various percussion instruments, which I think is cool. It gave me a good foundation of just how to understand music academically, I suppose. And then, getting into college, I started, you know, learning uh, different instruments. I started learning bass. Uh, I joined the college jazz band. Through that, I met other musicians where it was, hey, do you want to play this, you know, jam rock in the basement with me, or do you want to jam some R&B with me? And so I was able to sort of get a varied um, musical background from there. And then actually one of the drummers that I knew from jazz band found Sarah and Tom on Craigslist at the time, and... You know, that's kind of how we got connected. And this has pretty much been my primary focus since then. And how about Rich? Um, well, I've been playing 10 years, 
sort of the same as Chica, played throughout the school. And then I started my sort of band experience with, uh, what was it, like Power Rock? I guess that's what I was playing. Um, really wasn't for me, but uh, since this was back in Arizona, there just wasn't much of a music scene for metal, fortunately. Um, yeah, so most of mine was just with various, I guess, cover bands. And uh, and uh, within this band, I mean, explain the songwriting process. How does it happen within this band? How does it go from something you hear between your ear in your head to something that someone like me is going to hear over the speakers? How does that happen with this band? Well, I I would say usually one of us brings sort of like a skeleton or a blueprint of something. Usually, like. Even it can just be like a couple, like a sec- couple sections that go together, like an A and a B. Um, someone will usually bring a skeleton, and then we'll just rip it apart and rebuild it over and over and over and over again. Um, and it's also a matter of what inspires Sarah and what he, what he, what he feels inspired to sing to. Because I mean, it's really you know. Um, the song's going to be about whatever he sings about. For more on the band, check them out at their official website, signalsofbedlam.com. And from their album, Escaping Velocity, here is Signals of Bedlam once again with Peace of Us. because 
there's just so much. There's just so much. And most of it is, is pretty good. Um, you know, noticing coming from, I don't think any of us were actually born in New York. We all lived at some point in different states. So coming from different states, it's like people come here. They gather here. So you get the, the best of other places, essentially, that come here. And so there's a lot of, there's indie music, there's hip-hop, there's, there's R&B. Um, we actually just started finding more success getting into the metal scene because, you know, maybe a few years ago we started out, we weren't as heavy. But, you know, finding where the, the metal scene is in New York, it's like, it's a little, it's, it's almost secretive, but once you find it, it's very robust. There's always people going to other people's shows. There's always, you know, you're seeing someone and you're seeing them again at different places. And that scene is very supportive where, where people are always there to go to see other people. Anybody else want to add something to that? Yeah, mostly it, it's strange with how many bands there are. There, it's not... I, I've been struck by sort of how... Like, there are communities, but they sort of, like, they don't talk to each other that much. Hmm. Um, how it's just sort of, like, everyone has their own sort of, like, little pool that they kind of swim around in, so to speak. Um... And yet, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's certainly more difficult than in other states. Like uh, back in Arizona, it was much easier to get people to come out to support you just because, like, one thing to do a month there is mm -hmm. either go watch the Tumbleweeds or uh, see a band. <laughs> so, I mean, that's been a big, uh, big thing for me. I mean, you'd think that you, uh, such a big city for art, you just get a huge draw on all these shows, but there's just too much going on at once. Yeah. It's uh, pretty tricky. The next question I have is the favorite kid question, and uh, from Escaping Velocity, what songs or moments stand out for each of you the most from it and why? And I'll start with Sarah. Um, I think... Of the songs that I'll answer that question just by thinking about what song I, when I listen back to the album, the, the song that I really want to listen to the most might be the fix. Um, for me, that was kind of just, um, it seems very representative of a lot of our different tastes and, and influences. Um, and it has a lot of the energy that I tend to gravitate towards. Um, there's kind of a breakneck speed and some more intricate harmonic stuff going on. So as for me, when I go back to listen to that record, that's one of the songs that I tend to most. How about you, Chica? Uh, I think for me, it changes. But So today we'll say, I think actually The Fix might be one of my favorites as well, just because of the, the variances, I guess, that it goes through. And I think this, the song is kind of, you know, we started off as being like a very live-focused band, and so getting into the studio and doing studio things is is still something that we're growing into. And I think that song was cool because it, it captured, like, live energy. That's, that's, that's one. And my other favorite actually might be Signal, which it's a quieter one, but I, I, I really like the, um, I don't know, the sweetness of it among the rest of the tracks. I think it's a nice counterbalance. And how about you, Rich? 
I'd have to say the thread, the uh, second one on the album. I mean, that one we spent, that's probably the most time, at least the most time that I've been in this band writing, and I think it just really shows on that one. I mean, we uh, tore apart every section, rebuilt. It's just a great um, fusion of all these different styles and influences we had there. Um, kind of a weird one, but I think it's one of the easier ones to listen to, at least. Pretty accessible, even with all the funky stuff we do in there. And with this album behind you guys, what's next for the band musically? Um, I think that right now we're in the process of just trying to play uh, play as much as we can uh, in live shows. As Chica said, we, we have taken a, a good amount of pride in basing ourselves in live performance. We like to be a live band. So that's kind of our focus right now. But at the same time, uh, the writing process can be... Um, can be pretty intense, so we're trying to get started on the writing process uh, early, so we can we have a lot of lead time to, to develop the ideas that we want to develop and come up with the next album, which we hope to be able to release in maybe a year. Um, so right now, that's what we're doing. We're hitting the ground, live shows, trying to branch out into different states. We have a, a mini weekend tour in May, going up towards uh, Connecticut and Rhode Island and Boston. Um, and at the same time, you know, the past few rehearsals, we've actually just focused on trying to write new material and being as creative in that environment as we can. And uh, in the meantime, people have this album to listen to. So what would what would you guys like for someone to come away with after they've heard it? I mean, what's the big idea with this album? I, I mean, from... From a storytelling perspective, the album is really about self-discovery. Um, it reflects a lot of my experiences growing up, having um, social and political ideas that weren't really part of the mainstream. I found a lot of isolation in those ideas. Um, and there's the, the first half, or the first you know few songs in the album are the the narrator, if you will, kind of. Um, navigating those waters of trying to, to trying to um, find themselves in the mainstream and trying to uh, make peace with what's happening and then figuring that there's there's a certain break point and that happens right around I'd say rule 41 maybe piece of us piece of us is really a, a song that talks about trying it your way, you know, trying it the way of the people who are doing things that you don't necessarily agree with and then deciding your way doesn't work. We have to try something else. And the rest of the album is exploring that, exploring the speed and the effort it takes to escape a body of influence, um, which is where escaping velocity comes from. Um, so if there's anything that I personally would like people to take away is the idea that you know, if you if you have ideas and views of the world that aren't necessarily represented in the mainstream, you're definitely not alone. There's a lot of us out there, and uh, you can find other people. You just have to look a little bit harder. For more on the band, check them out at their official website, SignalsOfBedlam.com. And here they are, once again, from their album Escaping Velocity, this is Signals of Bedlam with Signal. 
That's going to do it for this edition of Rockwired Radio Profiles. A special thanks goes out to all of the members of Signals of Bedlam for their time and, more importantly, the music. For Rockwired, I'm Brian Lush, and remember, keep your eyes forward, never look back, and make it up as you go. Rockwired Radio Profiles is powered by Rockwired Media, LLC. A limited liability company and is available exclusively at rockwire.com. Online radio that rocks. Rock on.